Hello Cryptonauts, today we are recording for January 4th, 2021. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I'm your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me or becoming a sponsor or just want to chit chat, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10. Let's check it out. Let's see. Farms. Ooh, we haven't done farms in a while. Top 10 farms by market cap. Let's do that. Here we go. Number one, Uniswap. With a market cap of $4.2 billion. Number two, Aave with $3.6 billion. Number three, Synthetics Network Token with $2.3 billion. Number four, Compound with $1 billion. Number five, Sushi with another billion dollars. Number six, Yearn.Finance with $864.2 million. Number seven, Curve Dow Token with dang it, let's see, Curve Dow Token with $390.4 million. Number eight, Alpha Finance with $261.2 million. Number nine, Balancer with $245 million. And number 10, Pancake Swap with $155.4 million. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 yield farming coins by market cap. Your overall total market cap is at $984.1 billion, up by 4.8%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Matt Husey. The Everything Rally of 2020 continues its altcoin boom. Welcome back to MarketWatch. Readers, what a Christmas break it has been. While we're sure you've been following events and other festive period, we've will be looking at what lies ahead and appears it will be more of the same. While investors saw the new year by pushing Bitcoin's price to eye-watering levels, there appears to be no setting, setting the appetite, setting, setting the appetite of American investors looking to continue the everything rally of 2020. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies now broadly were swept up and as investors fever the as investors fever saw that 90 percent of 70 different financial asset classes surged since the collapse of April 2020. This was only the third time in five decades that such a rally has ever been recorded. Investors can't get enough risk, whatever it is, Emily Rowland, co-chief investment strategist at John Hancock Investment Management, told Wall Street Journal, Momentum is a powerful force and we don't want to fight it. The sentiment is echoed by the American Association of Individual Investors who report that bullish sentiment is at a, its highest in several years. Fund managers are also feeling optimistic that 2021 will be a bountiful year according to a Bank of America survey. The amount of cash being held in reserves is at its lowest level since May 2013, indicating they're searching for opportunities to increase profits. 
Okay. So what does that have to do with Bitcoin? Okay, I don't see anything. Alright, next news written by Shayua Malwa. Ethereum funding <laughs> Ethereum funding rates shot up ahead of market crash. Ethereum touched over $1,100 this morning amid a broader crypto market resurgence with future traders betting on rising Ethereum prices, paying an average of 0.2% in fees to remain in their position as per data from analytics site Glassnode. The fee consists of a fixed daily interest rate and a premium which varies as per market volatility. Today's rate suggests uh, traders borrowing money to go long on betting on even high prices vastly outnumbered the, tra the traders borrowing to go short or betting on a correction for Ethereum. Such rates are part of the perpetual future contracts products available across popular crypto exchanges which, unlike traditional futures, do not have an expiry, expiry date to be held forever, comparable to investing in a spot purchase of cryptocurrency. To ensure prices on the spot asset is corresponding perpetual futures remain priced close to each other, a peer-to-peer -peer funding fee is levied, meaning that during this time a sharp movement upwards, long traders pay the funding fee to those shorting, short, shorting the same asset, which helps keep the price in check. Okay, I'm not going to go any more than that. Alright, next news. Written by Sharyuwa Mawa. Bitcoin welcomes new money by dropping $5,000 in hours. Bitcoin dropped by $5,000 in recent hours to a low of $28,506 after trading at $33,600 earlier this morning. The asset then recovered from the sudden plunge to trade at $30,000 mark as of press time. This sudden drop comes just days after Bitcoin broke all-time highs of $34,700, signaling a huge amount of new institutional money flowing into the space. The move triggered price liquidations to tune of billions of dollars for fortune traders betting on the price movements of Bitcoin. Data from tracking site BYBT showed. The liquidations occur when trader borrows assets from exchanges to place bigger trades on the principal capital. The position are then liquidated when prices go against the trades to a level nearing the value of their account. Over $1.14 billion punted by Bitcoin traders was liquidated in the past 12 hours with $715 million or over 23,000 BTC of that occurring in the past hour alone. Ouch. Today, liquidations followed January 3rd figures of over $1.69 billion worth of long positions getting liquidated across various crypto exchanges with over $567 million of those occurring on Binance alone. Meanwhile, the price action suggests why Bitcoin remains infamous for its in inherently volatile nature in traditional circles, even as the tone has shifted to a positive one in the past year among several institutional players. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Ethereum transaction fees soar amid high demand. Ethereum transaction fees has risen um, um, by almost 400% since January 1st. This increase has not only caused traders to incur high costs on their transactions, but it has also led to questions about the mainstream potential of Ethereum itself. According to Glassnode, Ethereum trans transaction fees have hit all-time highs of $898,000 in a single day. This narrowly beats the last high seen since January 2018. Gas fees, which measure how much it costs to execute a transaction on the Ethereum network, are in constraint, constant flux. 
gas fees increase as demands on the Ethereum network grow, but despite higher gas fees signaling greater demand on the network, these fees also make it more expensive to perform a transaction on Ethereum. We is a small fraction of ETH and is used to measure gas fees on the Ethereum network according to etherscan.io, a website that provides data about the Ethereum network. Gas fees have risen from 64 GUI on January 1st to 309 GUI today, up 383%. Wow, that's insane. That is insane. Time to go, just jump ship, go to another blockchain. Come on. That is insane. According to etherscan.io, higher gas fees are on the rise. This is the top band of fees that traders are paying because they want transactions to be confirmed quickly. On January 1st, gas fees were around 240 GUI. This has now risen to 700 GUI, representing an increase of 191%. One reason why Ethereum Network is generating higher gas fees is because of the growing decentralized finance space, which largely runs on Ethereum. Alex, Alex Savinsky, CEO of analytics platform Nansen, and co-founder of DeFi, D5, a decentralized autonomous organization and data experts, shared his first-hand experience on the rising gas fees on Twitter. He was asked to pay, 30, uh, to pay $23 as a transaction fee as an approval and an additional $83 for an undisclosed transaction. What? Quote, With the current growing interest in decentralized finance, the network is hitting its highest activity level, Charles Story, co-founder at FuturesDAO, told Decrypt, adding... One of the side effects of the network activity level is that the high gas fees, which revolve around each transaction, uh, let's see, around each transaction, the rise, the rising gas fee, has also prompted crypto enthusiasts to question whether blockchains can ever truly become mainstream. Are blockchains only for the wealthy? Do only wealthy consider these transactions good value for money? Said one Twitter, oh, said one Twitter user. Looking ahead, Ethereum user, users are eager to see the arrival of Layer 2 scaling, a collective term for solutions that will move users' transactions away from the main Ethereum blockchain or Layer 1. It is hoped that Layer 2 solutions will improve user experience for applications and, as a result, relieve the Ethereum network and drive down gas fees. Sure. Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. Judge rules Julian Assange should not be extradited to U.S. A British judge has ruled that Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, should not be extradited to the United States. Quote, I find that mental conditions of Mr. Assange is such that it would be oppressive to extradite him to the United States of America. Uh, District Judge uh, Barrister said in, in, it, in today's judgment, citing oppression as a bar to extradition requires a high threshold, but according to Barrister, that threshold, ha- threshold has been met. I am satisfied that in these harsh conditions, Mr. Assange's mental health would deteriorate, causing him to commit suicide with a single-minded determination of his autism spectrum disorder, Barrister said. The U.S. government accused Assange of conspiring with Chelsea Manning, a former intelligence analyst in the U.S. Army, in order to breach the U.S. Espionage Act. Assange's lawyer says that the prosecution is a political response engineer, engineered because WikiLeaks exposed evidence of war crimes. Former CIA employee Edward Snowden, who also leaked classified documents, 
relating to national security in 2013 hoped, hopes this decision will mark an end to Assange's case. Judge Barrister rejected several arguments put forward by Assange's legal team, judging that his activities with Manning went beyond their mere encouragements of journalism. Journalist. The judge said that the impact of extradition on Assange's family would be, noth be nothing out of the ordinary in context of extradition proceedings. However, however, Judge how do you say that name? Judge Barrister remained weary of Assange's imprisonment conditions should he be extradited. All right. All right, we're done. Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. Bitwise now manages $500 million in cryptocurrency. Crypto index provider Bitwise now has over $500 million in asset under management. Three months ago, Bitwise reported only $100 million in assets under management. Bitwise recently launched America's first publicly traded crypto index with a goal to introduce the wealth management industry of the world of cryptocurrency. The speed at which professional investors are moving into crypto right now is remarkable, said Hunter Horsley, co-founder and CEO of Bitwise, in a statement. Bitwise's crypto index fund, the Bitwise 10 crypto index fund, tracks the 10 largest crypto assets including Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. It has seen the strongest demand of all Bitwise products increasing its total asset under management to $400 million. As well as Bitwise Bitcoin Fund, the Bitwise Ethereum Fund has also seen an increase in demand, demonstrating that the growing crypto appeal for, for professional investors is, is not simply restricted to Bitcoin. The inflows into Bitwise Fund during the last quarter of 2020 surpassed the total cumulative inflow of 2018 and 2019 combined. Wow. All right, next news written by Andrew Hayward. Three arrows boost Grayscale's Bitcoin trust holding to $1.3 billion. Singapore-based investment fund Three Arrows Capital has reported a significantly increased position in Grayscale's investments, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, and now holds 38,888,888 shares. As of this writing, the position is valued at just over $1.31 billion. This is a significant jump from the firm's previously reported GBTC holdings, which sat at just over 21 million shares as of June 2020. Three Arrows Holdings represent, represent a position of approximately 36,969 BTC and nearly 6.1% of the trust, 638,906,000 total issued shares to date. We continue to enjoy working with the Grayscale team and look forward to invest in more of the crypto ecosystem, said Three Arrows Capital co-founder Kyle Davies in a statement to the block. All right, next news written by Alexander Behrens. DeFi hits historic $17.5 billion locked, but ETH is still flowing out. The DeFi market is rising again, but the surging price of Bitcoin and Ethereum are hiding a trend that will need to be changing will need to be changed if the industry wants to keep growing. Total value locked TVL in DeFi protocols has grown to all-time highs of $17.5 billion, increasing 23% in just the few, first few days of 2021, according to data aggregator DeFi Pulse. TVL is a metric widely used throughout the industry as a way to measure the relative popularity of DeFi pro products as well as decentralized finance as a whole. But the, but the metrics is denominated in US dollars, dollar terms and the apparent growth over the last few days is right on the on the coattails of the exploding price of Ethereum itself up more than 65% since the beginning of December. 
In reality, the DeFi protocols are seeing significant outflows of ETH and Bitcoin as crypto users consider selling their assets and taking some profits in the face of rising prices. Okay, next news written by Andrew Hayward. Ukraine taps Stellar Foundation to develop national digital currency. Ukraine Ministry of Digital Transformation and the Stellar Development Foundation have agreed to co-develop the country's virtual asset strategy, the partner announced today. The agreement will see the Stellar Development Foundation, SDF, and organizations behind the Stellar Cryptocurrency, XLM, work to develop Ukraine's central bank digital currency, CBDC. The National Bank of Ukraine started exploring a CBDC in 2017, according to today's release. We're honored to partner with the innovators at the Ukrainian Ministry of Digital Transformation to help develop their strategy for virtual assets and facilitate development of a national digital currency. Exciting work ahead, tweeted Stellar. All right, nice. Next news. Written by Jeff Benson. Scaramucci's $25 million Bitcoin fund opens to investors. Anthony Scaramucci, fondness for talking famously led to him getting fired as White House, White House communications director after just 11 days. Now his hedge fund, hedge fund is talking up Bitcoin, take, talking, talking, talking up Bitcoin, which only help it as looks to lure investors. Scaramucci's hedge fund, Skybridge Capital, which started trading on December 22nd with $25.3 million in Bitcoin, has officially opened its Bitcoin fund to accredited investors. Quote, the Mooch has been publicly toying with op- opening a digital asset fund since August 2020 when the price of Bitcoin was around $11,500. The Wall Street veteran told CNBC late last month that the move of institutional investors such as Michael Saylor to Bitcoin sealed his decision. Those investors see Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation and as a long-term store of value like gold, according to Skybridge's pitch to investors. However, Bitcoin is a is better at being gold than gold. On eight metrics, scarcity, transferability, storability, decentralization, durability, fungibility, verifiability, uh, divisibility, Skybridge ranks Bitcoin equivalent to or better than the mineral. All right, nice. Next news written by Jose Antonio Lance. Crypto exchange uphold is standing by Ripple's XRP. Here's why. Most cryptocurrency investors are trading and traders have had plenty of reasons to celebrate throughout December and the new year, but XRP Army is still looking uh, looking its wound looking still looking its wound after the US Security Exchange Commission filed suit against crypto payments firm Ripple, alleging that XRP is in fact a security and that the company's sales of the asset were illegal. Since the lawsuit was filed two weeks ago, the price of XRP has dropped sharply just when the crypto <clears throat> asset appeared uh, poised to recover from its status as worst performing cryptocurrency in the top 10 for two years running. All right. Innocent until proven, until proven security. Uh, in a statement today, the company announced that it would continue to support XRP until a final judgment declares the token a security. Quote, we trust that other exchanges will adopt a similar stance rather than rushing to judgment ahead of the court's decision, Uphold said, perhaps taking a shot at its competi- uh, competitors that have 
preemptively taken action to presumably avoid regulatory scrutiny themselves. Okay. Besides Uphold, there are a handful of other trading platforms that operate in the U.S. that are taking a wait-and-see approach to XRP for the time being. BTC Markets, for example, has said it has no plans to drop XRP at the moment despite the SEC lawsuit and revolt while cautioning its users that XRP could drop to zero isn't halting trading, uh, trading, either, uh, trading yet either, according to the Irish Times. All right, next news, written by Alexander Behrens. Nearly ten trillion dollar, nearly ten trillion dollars settled on Bitcoin blockchain since 2009. DeFi and Ethereum get most of the spotlight these days when it comes to changing the global financial landscape, but Bitcoin is still far ahead in terms of how much wealth is truly being moved. The original cryptocurrency, which has spent the past month breaking breaking price records, is nearing another milestone. More than ten trillion dollars in value has changed hands on the Bitcoin blockchain since the launch in 2009, according to uh, analyst of Glassnode data by Yassine Elmandra of ARK Invest. The increase in Bitcoin transfer volume has been fueled by at least two main factors. The first is the huge increase in BTC price since 2013, when there were about 50,000 active Bitcoin addresses at the end of the year, uh, price was about $790. That makes it far far easier for those holding even a few BTC to help push the total transfer volume up to nothing of those transferring hundreds or thousands of coins at once. The second factor has been the gradual increase in trading volume who brought on as more and more users learned about Bitcoin and got in on the action. Since 2013, the number of active Bitcoin addresses has surged from about 50,000 to approximately 1 million a 20 times increase according to blockchain data provider CoinMetrics. Alright, next news. Written by Jeff Benson. U.S. Treasury to allow blockchains stablecoins for bank payments. The Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, the Bureau of the U.S. Treasury Department, charged with regulating banks, has stated that banks may use stablecoins and blockchains for payments. In in interpretive letter to the issue today, the OCC clarified that as long it, as it complies with the laws and sounding banking practice, practices, a national bank or federal savings association may validate, store, and record payments transactions by serving as a node on the INVN, Independent Node Verification Network. Likewise, a bank may use INVNs and related stablecoins to carry out other uh, permissible payment activities. Acting Comptroller of the Currency Brian Brooks, a former Coinbase executive, indicated in a press release that the move is about leveraging the cryptocurrency industry to keep pace. While governments in other countries have built real-time payment systems, the United States has relied on innovation sector to deliver real-time payment technologies. Let's see. That bill... What bill? In mid-December, a separate bureau of the U.S. Treasury, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, proposed rules requiring money services businesses, including banks and crypto exchanges, to record and report cryptocurrency transactions to private private wallets if they meet a certain dollar threshold. The period for public comment, which spanned multiple federal holidays, ended today. While the proposed FinCEN rule uh, would in no way be manually excluded, 
of the SEC rules issued today, it does indicate the general air of uncertainty partially uh, stoked by the unveiling of the Stablecoin Tethering and Banking License Act uh, earlier this month. That bill introduced by Rep. Rashida Talib in the U.S. House of Representatives would regulate stablecoin operators like banks. Rep. Talib and other representatives have taken issues with Brooks' stewardships and of the OCC, writing in a November letter that had placed excessive force on crypto assets and crypto-related financial services. House Financial Services Committee Chair Maxine Waters in December sent a separate letter to President-elect Joe Biden asking him to appoint officials at the OCC who will keep a clearer separation between banks and fintech companies. One recommendation she provided was to rescind OCC guidance allowing national banks to take custody of cryptocurrencies for their clients, a rule today's uh, edict is clearly built upon. All right, finally, last news of the day, written by Jeff Benson. IRS says tax filer must answer for crypto purchases. The United States Internal Revenue Service has released revised draft instructions for tax filers in 2021 that clarifies the cryptocurrency purchases count as virtual currency transactions. According to the instructions, anyone who bought cryptocurrency in 2020 must answer yes to a question on Form 1040 for individuals filing income tax. That asks, at any time during 2020, did you receive, sell, or exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency? Those who merely held cryptocurrency or transferred it between wallets they own or control can answer no to the question. Those, those who merely held cryptocurrency or transferred it between wallets they own or control can answer no to the question. Hmm, okay. 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 Hmm. You know what? I need, I need to look into that. Oddly, a draft instruction page from October attempting to explain when to, check, when to check yes did not explicitly mention purchases. It detailed transfers, sales, and trades, but neglected to fully explain what it means to acquire any financial interest. The revised draft published December 31st, 2020 has fixed that. Uh, Shehan Shandraskara, head of tax strategy for tax software firm Cointracker, First pointed out the revisions, he told Decrypt the clarifications is important. Financial interest is a cover-all type of category, he said. We still do not know how narrowly or broadly one should think about it. In my opinion, the inclusion of crypto purchases made things more clearer for people who were on the, the fence. So do I file my crypto taxes or not? I'm now I'm really confused. Uh, see, so why, so why might the IRS want to know if someone had purchased cryptocurrency? The agency isn't saying. But as far as the form goes, it's not concerned with how much U.S. tax filers are purchasing, whether one dollar or one million. They need only to check a box. By contrast, those who made money off the crypto trading must determine their capital gains or loss. Wait, what? Uh, they only. But contracts, those who made money off crypto trading must determine their capital gains or loss and report that figure. And capital gains are taxed and capital losses can reduce what's owed. Likewise, those who received crypto as compensation must report it as income. This is still a bit new for the IRS. Last tax season, the schedule, uh, the, the question wasn't on the 1040 at all, but on the schedule one. 
a supplemental for additional income, such as from rental properties and alimony. This year, the IRS has put it at the top of the 1040 below box, below boxes for the father's name and addresses. I'm I'm confused. I am confused. I'm confused. I'm confused. Oh man. Okay. I gotta talk to somebody. And you know what? There might be somebody coming on the podcast that can talk about taxes. So I keep that. I'm gonna keep that a secret for now until I get this person on the podcast. But uh, if you want your crypto tax info questions answered, actually, you know what? Here we go. If you're listening to this podcast at the end, you made it all the way to the end. I'm having somebody. I'm not gonna say who. I have someone that is uh, pretty high up on the ranking system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this person is going to jump on the podcast, sit in the hot chair, and ask a few questions regarding how the company works because, you know, that's what they do. And in regards to taxes. So I'm excited. We'll see how that goes. If you have questions regarding crypto taxes, please reach out to me uh, through through Discord. Through Discord, right? Through Discord, please. Um, yes, through Discord. So, with that said, Cryptonauts, I will catch you all on the next one. Stack, Sats, and Huddle. Adios. <laughs>